Sleep deprivation and poor sleeping patterns are becoming more and more predominant in our society. It's often shrugged off or even viewed as lack of discipline. Unfortunately, this kind of heroism has numerous short and long-term consequences on health and performance. In this episode of the Body, Mind, Empowerment Podcast, I'm going to talk about the critical importance of sleep on your health, what are the short and long-term consequences of sleep deprivation, and what are the basics of sleep optimization. This is taken from my just-released Total Sleep Optimization video course that covers all of this but a lot more. You can learn about circadian rhythms, chronobiology, how the brain works during sleep, chronotypes, sleep genetics, time-restricted eating, treating shift work, sleeping disorders, polyphasic sleeping, and a lot more. So, if you're interested, then check out the link for it in the show notes at seamland.com forward slash sleep. But now... Fasten your seatbelts or put on your blue blockers depending when and where you're listening this from because we're going to go into the world of poor sleep. Do you want to know what it is? Body Mind Empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. You spend nearly one third of your life being asleep. From the perspective of evolution, it's quite a paradoxical phenomenon. Although sleep has many restorative benefits on the body, it's still somewhat of a gambit. In nature, while you're sleeping, you're putting yourself in risk of being eaten, getting killed, or missing out on some feeding opportunities. The fact that virtually all animals have some sort of a sleep-wakefulness cycle shows how important it must have been for organisms to develop this process. It's hypothesized that over the course of human evolution, our sleeping patterns changed alongside us developing higher intelligence. Lesser apes and other life forms sleep primarily in earlier stages of sleep because of being forced to wake up more frequently. Some animals, like humans, began to sleep in more protected and concealed places, which allows for deeper and longer sleep. In part, the reason why we have so big brains is because of our ability to sleep longer and recover faster than other animals. The longest scientifically documented period of wakefulness is held by Randy Gardner, who intentionally went without sleep and no stimulants for 264 hours, which is about 11 days. Gardner was said to have no long-term consequences after the fact, although he did experience severely fragmented thinking, slurred speech, paranoia, confusion, and short-term memory loss. Most people tend to forget about the principle of recovery or simply are ignorant about it. Unless you're constantly doing something and running around, then you're procrastinating, right? Well, that's wrong. Slogans like work hard, play hard, sleep is for the weak, and I'll sleep when I'm dead are very widespread and thought of as part of hustling hard. Actually, it's quite nonsense and stupid because people don't realize how such a mindset may actually lead to an earlier death. At least that's what research shows. Sleep recharges our batteries and allows us to keep going. It's more than just empty time lying in bed. The brain undergoes intense neurological activity such as memory consolidation, neurochemical cleansing and cognitive maintenance, muscle recovery and enhancement. Here are the negative side effects of sleep deprivation on your body and physique. First, it's going to cause serious health problems such as increased blood pressure, higher stress hormones, greater risk of diabetes, heart attacks and irregular heartbeat. 
even one night of poor recovery can make your blood sugar levels equal to that of a type 2 diabetic. People with insomnia have a 90% chance of suffering any other health condition. It also causes DNA damage. Just 4 nights of sleeping about 4.5 hours reduce people's insulin sensitivity by 16% and make fat cells 30% more insulin sensitive. This means your body will have a much harder time metabolizing carbohydrates and is more prone to store them as fat. Talk about diabetes. Increased risk of fibromyalgia, which is a medical condition of chronic widespread pain and heightened pain response to pressure. You'll also have muscle aches and constant soreness. And of course, headaches. It also gives you nystagmus, which is rapid involuntary rhythmic eye movement. That's quite uncomfortable. Twitching eyes are a sign of too much stress and may lead to myopia or partial blindness. Sleep deprivation makes your body more susceptible to gaining weight, partly because of insulin resistance and high cortisol, but also because of digestive issues, bloating and craving for junk food. Poor sleep drains your willpower and decreases self-control. Sleep-deprived people are more prone to overeating calories because the body is in need of energy. Sleeping 5.5 hours instead of 8.5 per night results in a lower proportion of energy being burned from fat and more of it coming from carbohydrates and protein. That's inevitably going to lead to some muscle loss. Sleep deprivation mirrors physical stress. It weakens the immune system, which makes us more prone to cold and other illnesses. Deep sleep has an important role in strengthening immunological memories of previously encountered pathogens in the same way as memory consolidation. Sleep deprivation makes you more vulnerable to getting infected from the same thing twice or even more. Hormonal malfunctioning. It decreases the testosterone and leads to lower libido in both men and women. Human growth hormone actually gets released during the first hours of sleep, which is incredibly important for building tissue and maintaining leanness. Missing out on this constantly makes you gain weight and lose strength. Lack of sleep releases cortisol, that is the catabolic stress hormone. Your body will begin to break down its muscle and accumulate fat. It also accelerates aging and makes your skin more wrinkled and dry. There isn't a single health problem that isn't affected by sleep deprivation. It's literally the most fundamental thing for being healthy and vibrant. Here's how sleep deprivation affects your brain and cognition. Confusion, memory losses or memory lapses. It can also create false memories with you getting random mental images as if you were dreaming while being awake. That's like Alzheimer's flipped upside down. Psychosis, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia and other mental illnesses are linked to sleep deprivation. Your mental performance and ability to focus will be severely hindered. It's going to prevent you from being productive and learn new things. Feeling tired will make you groggier and lose enthusiasm about life. With no energy, you may become more anxious, depressed and lose your temper more often. Poor sleep reduces brain activity in the thalamus and prefrontal cortex. Just a single night of sleep deprivation compromises frontal function and fluency. In animal studies, increased stress hormones will also kill brain cells and prevent neurogenesis. Lack of sleep interferes with how you make decisions and interpret outside events. Even just 24 hours of sleeplessness makes you 4.5 times more likely to sign a false confession, especially about how good you sleep. People who get less than 6 hours of sleep start to feel they've adapted to it, but their actual mental performance has significantly dropped. They basically lose touch with how sleep-deprived they really are. 
Short sleep duration is associated with reduced leptin, the satiety hormone, elevated ghrelin, the hunger hormone, and increased body mass index. You'll feel less satisfied with eating while simultaneously being hungrier for more junk food. Poor sleep is linked with neurodegeneration and other ailments. It encourages the spreading of toxic Alzheimer's proteins. Sleep loss precedes symptoms of Alzheimer's. So, you may be already on track of getting the disease several years before actually showing first symptoms. A lack of deep sleep especially could indicate development of Alzheimer's. Insufficient sleep promotes the activity of astrocytic phagocytosis and microbial activation which break down the brain physically. This is going to lead to some serious damage. Sacrificing sleep time for working or studying actually makes you less productive. Even a few days of not getting enough sleep leads to the same performance drop-off as not having slept for 24 hours. Your reaction time diminishes and you lose your situational awareness. You'll also suffer from poor decision-making and reduced alertness. If those consequences don't scare you enough, then this one might. Sleeping less than 5 hours a night increases the chance of dying by about 15%. Shorter sleep durations are associated with greater risk of death. Whether that be because of a sudden heart attack, the accumulation of poor health markers, or falling off the stairs and breaking your neck. If not for your own concerns, then at least consider the safety of others. Not enough sleep has played quite a big role in many tragic accidents and events that involve airplanes, ships, and even nuclear reactor meltdowns. Microsleeps are brief occasions where you lose attention and doze off. Blank staring, head snapping and closing your eyes for a long time are caused by people trying to stay awake while being fatigued. They last from a few seconds to two minutes without the person even being aware of it. An estimate of 1 in 25 adult drivers report having fallen asleep while driving. Not in their entire lifetime, but in the last 30 days. How scary is that? Imagine how many tired drivers are constantly dozing off in traffic. One moment you're cruising on the highway, and at another one you're happily dreaming in Wonderland. Drowsy driving is not only dangerous, but also irresponsible. On a societal scale, sleep deprivation has major costs on all countries and their GDPs. The US loses up to $411 billion a year, Japan $138 billion, Germany $60 billion, the UK $50 billion, and Canada $21 billion. That's just a massive inefficiency dragging down the entire economy. Even small changes can make a huge difference. It's estimated that if people who slept less than 6 hours slept 6 to 7 hours, it could add 226 billion to the US economy, 75 billion to Japan's, 34 billion to Germany's, 29 to UK's, and 12 billion to Canada's. Imagine how better the schools, roads, fire departments, and hospitals would be with that money. Sleep deprivation also drags down productivity at a workplace quite massively. The US loses an equivalent of 1.2 million working days a year to poor sleep, Japan 600,000, the UK and Germany 200,000, and Canada 80,000. Just showing up to work and suboptimal cognition severely hinder overall performance. You're actually better off working fewer hours and getting more sleep as you'll be more productive and achieve more with less time, not to mention staying healthier. As you can see, not sleeping enough has a serious consequence on everything you do. It destroys your joy for life, reduces performance, and makes you an uncomfortable person to be around. 
Poor sleep degrades your performance and prevents you from ever reaching your truest potential. It basically turns you into a zombie. Here are a few signs and symptoms of poor sleep and suboptimal recovery. First, you'll feel tired after waking up in the morning. Dependency of stimulants like caffeine, nootropics, exercise or others. Frequent yawning. Muscle soreness and tightness. Irritability and bad mood. Problems with concentration and focus. Forgetfulness and memory issues. Brain fog and suboptimal cognition. Paranoia and overwhelm. Food cravings and hunger. You get sick very easily. And energy dips throughout the day. The signs of sleep deprivation accumulate over the course of many weeks and months. They're easy to miss and shrug off as temporary. Unfortunately, as you get more used to suboptimal sleep, your brain begins to compensate for the lack and it becomes your new normal. At that point, you've simply forgotten what it feels like to be fully recovered. And it's all downhill from there. I myself have never had many troubles with sleeping, and most of my life I've gotten enough of it. However, my relationship with sleep has never been quote-unquote normal. As a kid, I hate taking naps, but now, funny enough, I love it, and I do have quite frequently these power naps throughout the entire day. As a juvenile, I played some video games, and I loved to wake up to immediately start grinding some role-playing games, or I would usually play well past midnight. At high school, I had to wake up at 6am to catch the bus for school, which I found very difficult because of the exhaustion. But now, I get up much earlier than that, and I feel marvelous. In the military, we had to get up at 6am in 30 seconds to stand in front of our room's door, and we did 30 minutes of physical training outside, even at winter. During army field expeditions, we would often have to wake up several times throughout the night to either practice drills, march through dark forests, or go for night patrol, even in the winter with minus 30 degrees Celsius. At college, I started practicing polyphasic sleep, where I would have several 20 to 30 minute naps throughout the day, and in total I would get 4 to 5 hours in a single 24 hour period, which may sound crazy. For the last several years, I've been quite knee deep into biohacking training and human optimization. Sleep is a huge part of it, as I've come to realize, and I track my sleep quite diligently. I've been running my YouTube channel, blog and podcast since 2015, and since that time, I've had the opportunity to talk with leading experts, scientists and doctors in the field of medicine, health and biohacking. They all stress the importance of getting enough quality sleep, and if they were to change anything about their routines, then they would make sure that they would optimize their sleep, which is a quite common answer. After experiencing some of the negative side effects of sleep deprivation and irregular sleeping patterns, I understood the necessity of optimal sleep. Being interested in longevity, anti-aging, high performance, sharp cognition and all that stuff, I realized how important of a role sleep has on those pursuits. There's mounting evidence to show that the shorter your sleep, the shorter your life and the less quality it actually has. I actually think that sleep is a lot more important than things like fasting, exercise or eating a proper diet because none of those things will work if your sleep quality sucks and uh, the foundation to health in my opinion is sleep optimization. Now it will be pretty much of a dick move from my part if I just scared the hell out of you with the negative side effects of sleep deprivation without giving some practical ways of improving it. So uh, now I'm going to go through a few of the most basic things you should do for optimizing your sleep. 
Here are the most frequent causes of sleep deprivation, sleep apnea and breathing problems, circadian rhythm mismatches, chronic stress and high cortisol, overconsumption of caffeine and stimulants, traveling and jet lag, watching TV and screens at night, blue light exposure in the evening, nutrient deficiencies, EMF exposure in the bedroom, late night social events, insomnia and frequent napping, irregular bedtimes and waking up, and lastly anxiety and emotional turmoil. The first thing I think you should focus on is blocking out blue light at night. Light is the most important regulator of our circadian rhythms that has a major role in our general health and well-being. The human eye can only detect visible light, which is seen as either violet, indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange or red light. Blue light influences hormone secretion, heart rate, alertness, sleep, body temperature and gene expression. It can come from sources like the sun, digital screens, smartphones, TVs, lamps, traffic lights, fluorescent and LED lighting. There are some health benefits to blue light at the right time, such as increased alertness, circadian alignment, improved mood and antimicrobial effects. However, too much blue light at the wrong time damages the mitochondria by producing reactive oxygen species, harms the skin, lowers melatonin, the sleep hormone, increases risk of diabetes, insulin resistance and heart disease. Research has shown that white LED lights are five times more efficient at blocking melatonin production than incandescent light bulbs. You definitely don't want to be sitting under LED or fluorescent lights in the evening. Using amber or incandescent lights may not be ideal, but they're still better. One 2011 study compared the daily melatonin profiles between individuals living in room light versus dim light. The results show that exposure to room light before bed suppressed melatonin in 99% of subjects and shortened the period of elevated melatonin during sleep by about 90 minutes. Exposure to room light during the usual hours of sleep also suppressed melatonin by over 50%. You still need some blue light to be healthy and you don't have to get rid of your technology. Instead, you can quote-unquote biohack blue light exposure to your advantage and use it to improve your performance. Here's what to do. When indoors, wear long sleeve clothes to protect the skin from too much blue light exposure. There are some melanopsin receptors in the skin that can pick up blue light and send it to the pineal gland. The effect is probably much smaller than through the eyes but I think it's still relevant, and you would better be safe than sorry. If you're working long hours in the afternoon, then use some blue blocking glasses to protect your eyes from too much strain. When looking at screens, try to blink more often as well, as to keep your eyes moisturized and have frequent breaks when you look at something at a distance, as to prevent myopia. Install a software called Flux or Iris on your computer to automatically match the brightness of the screen with the circadian rhythms. On Android, it's called Twilight. Get full-spectrum light bulbs in your rooms. Use red lights and UV light bulbs in your bedroom. Wear a pair of blue-blocking glasses a few hours before going to bed and dim down the lights. If you want to get a good quality pair of blue-blocking glasses, then check out BlueBlocks. You can also assess the quality of a sleep with tracking devices like the Aura Ring. It'll tell you how fast you fall asleep, what's your total sleep time, how much time you spend in light sleep, deep sleep and REM etc. I'm gonna leave the links to them in the show notes at cblund.com forward slash sleep. You should also want to sleep in pitch black darkness with, with blackout blinds and a sleeping mask that covers your eyes. 
pulsing blue lights through closed curtains, like the traffic light or passing cars, may affect melatonin suppression, as shown by research. Naturally, the human eyes aren't very good at filtering out blue light, especially at different parts of the day. It is vital to expose yourself to some blue light during the earlier parts of the day, as to keep yourself more alert and active, but at night, it's detrimental to your sleep and circadian rhythms. From the perspective of circadian rhythms, you're supposed to be sleeping when the sun has set, or at least not be active. Once darkness falls, your body already tries to go into a deeper state of recovery and hibernation by releasing certain hormones such as melatonin. Likewise, at dawn, your brain should wake you up by releasing cortisol. An optimal circadian rhythm for sleeping cycles is somewhere between 9pm to 8am. That's the longest time frame wherein you should get most of your sleep. This means waking up early at about 5 to 8 a.m. and going to bed between 9 and 11 p.m. By doing this, you ensure you expose yourself to the right wavelengths of light coming from the morning and evening sunset. This will synchronize your body's biological clocks with the circadian rhythms of the environment and reduces overall inflammation. Being out of sync promotes oxidative stress and makes it harder to stay healthy. There are some differences between chronotypes, but they differ only by a few hours, not entire blocks of daytime. Midnight owls and very late chronotypes are primarily caused by circadian mismatches and irregular sleeping patterns. Here's what to do to adjust to the circadian rhythms. Avoid blue light after 8pm. Start blocking out blue light at least 2-3 to three hours before going to bed. This allows your body to start producing melatonin and make you more tired. I'm also using blue blocking glasses and screen filters to block out the light. Don't drink coffee after noon. Caffeine stays in your system for up to 10 to 12 hours. That's why you should stop consuming everything that has caffeine after 2 p.m. at least. Ideally, you want to also postpone your first coffee by a few hours after waking up to allow cortisol to do its job. Expose yourself to daylight after waking up. The first thing you should do after waking up is go outside for 10 to 15 minutes and get exposed to sunlight. That's going to immediately synchronize your body with the environment and sets off a proper circadian rhythm. It also helps to produce melatonin at night and serotonin as well. You'll feel more energized, wakeful and happy throughout the day. Even if it's cloudy with no sun, some of the light waves will still penetrate through the clouds and you'll still get the effect. You also want to go outside frequently and expose yourself to daylight as often as possible throughout the day. It's going to keep you in sync with the circadian rhythms and also increases overall energy levels. One of the biggest reasons office workers drink so much coffee is that they're stuck inside under artificial lights that drain their energy and make them drowsy. Having short 10 to 15 minute walks spread across the day is an amazing way to not only burn more calories but also promote circadian alignment. The optimal length of sleep varies between people and is determined by genetics, lifestyle factors, circadian rhythms and how much physical repair is needed. It's recommended that children should get about 10 to 12 hours a day and adults 7 to 9. Too much sleep, however, can also have negative side effects such as insomnia, restlessness, epilepsy, obesity and other medical conditions. A systemic review conducted at the University of Warwick saw that the risk of mortality amongst people who slept 6 hours or less increased by 12%. However, the risk of mortality among those who slept for 9 or more increased by as much as 30%.
So it's not the quantity of sleep that matters, but the quality of it. Certain sleep stages are also more valuable than others. For instance, most of physical repair takes place in deep sleep, and your brain consolidates memories in REM sleep. Light sleep has a minor role in improving motor control, but it's not that important as deep and REM sleep. So, you could potentially cut down on the amount of light sleep you get, as long as your deep sleep and REM are still high. So sleeping more won't increase your performance. Doing it smarter will. No matter what you think, sleep is the most important thing for your health and performance because it influences both the body and mind. To not let poor sleep drag you down a negative spiral of sleeping in insomnia, weight gain, diabetes, lack of focus, stress and Alzheimer's, then you mustn't make poor sleep a habit and something you just ignore. It should be a priority and a matter of great concern because your entire health literally depends upon the quality of your sleep. If you want to know how to sleep better, get more deep sleep, correct your circadian rhythm, sleep wakefulness cycles, establish the optimal circadian rhythm and improve overall recovery, then check out my total sleep optimization video course. It has over 8 hours of content, lectures, infographics and walkthrough guides about getting the most out of your sleep. You can find the links to the articles and the video course at seamland.com forward slash sleep. But that's it for this episode. If you know someone who suffers from bad sleep, then share this podcast with them and also tag us on other social media platforms. Thanks for listening. My name is Seam. Stay optimized, stay empowered.